Hi everyone, welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adaranti, and I'm alone again on the podcast. Obviously not my favorite thing at the moment because I'm home alone um, for a little while while my husband is visiting his parents up north. So I didn't even want I didn't even want to record because I was like, I don't want to talk about ghosts. I'm alone for like a while. So, but I mean, I can't leave you guys hanging. I know you need your ghost story fixes. So what can I do? I got to give the people what they want, you know? Anyways, um, I don't even know where to start. What did I do this week, you guys? Nothing special. I got messages from a a few of you listeners, which I always love. Obviously, you guys are going to hear me read them tonight. Um, Great news. The foster kitten that I have has finally started coming out, even though he's afraid of humans. Um, He's finally like started hanging out in the room with me, which I love. Um, But I need to find him a new home because I just want him to be somewhere where he's going to be comfortable forever. Um, Yeah, that's about it. Um, I think I'm going to have a pretty cool guest coming on soon. I'm not going to give anything away. Um, she's awesome, uh, has more Twitter followers than she knows what to do with. And (laughs) I can't wait to have her on the show. Um, but I don't know if we're going to be doing it this weekend or later on. Um, honestly, I don't want to talk about ghosts too much again while my husband is gone because I got to sleep here and I got to sleep here alone and it's fucking scary by myself. Anyways, I've got some really cool ones today. Um, I guess the city who listened to me the most this week was Houston, Texas, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Haven't had Texas on the map yet. So thanks, guys, from Houston. Again, top countries. I've got some new ones on this time, and I'm really excited about it. I've got the U.S. always, my my friends in the United States. So I guess you guys love ghosts. Canada finally up to their game. I've got you guys, my my country, up in the number two spot, followed by the UK. Those tend to be my top three. Nepal is number four this week, which I thought was crazy because my husband and I have talked about going to Nepal for a long time. I got Denmark, Australia, Finland, Netherlands, Ireland, Sweden, Russia again, Uh, Spain, Brazil, Mexico, and Japan. So thanks to everybody who's actually listening to this. I bet you a lot of you only listen to like one episode and you're like, ugh. (laughs) Anyways, um, what kind of stuff do I have? So yeah, I've got a hometown haunting from Houston. That's pretty exciting. I actually have two from Houston because honestly, you guys, when a home, like when I pick the hometown, when I see who's listened to me the most that week, I literally just Google the town's name haunting or the town's name paranormal. And by the way, I want more than just ghost stories. I want like freaky stories of like creatures or aliens, even though aliens fucking terrify the shit out of me. Um, Just like anything weird and creepy that you guys want to talk to me about. I want to hear them. It doesn't all have to be ghosts, but either way, I look up the hometown and haunting and then I pick a story or the hometown and paranormal and I pick a story. And um, the ones that I found for Houston was uh, one of them is the most, it's considered the most haunted location in Houston, 
But then I came across this random newspaper article about a family in Houston that literally fled their home because of all of the um, haunting that was going on within their home. So I'm going to read that one as well because that one was really, really cool. Um, I've got some ghost stories that people wrote in to me. Uh, one is from a girl named Becca and another is from a girl named Cassie. I just got her email today. So perfect timing, Cassie. And, um, I think that's it. We'll start with this really nice message that I got on Instagram though. Um, so I got this message from Erica and I just wanted to give Erica a shout out because honestly, I've, like I get I get a like I would say a few messages every week I get from people like they they slowly trickle in it started with like one or two when I started the podcast and now I get quite a few every week but I have to say this one was one of my favorite messages that I've ever received so Erica wrote to me let me start by saying how much I absolutely adore your podcast without divulging too much info I'll just go at it like this I'm a lesbian and not the femme lesbian of every man's dreams. I'm more so every man's best buddy. Erica, we can be best buddies too, even though I'm a girl. We both like the same things, fishing, trucks, and women. I mean, same. So in giving a brief description of myself, I hope you find as much humor in the fact that I feel like the most basic white bitch ever for literally laughing out loud throughout the entirety of your podcast. With the, ex oh no, I just closed it. Uh, with the exception of my kids, not much makes me smile more, uh, not much makes me smile more, less laugh these days. So I'm very thankful I found your podcast. I binge listened uh, upon discovering it and now I anxiously await each week's new episode. And I wrote back like in all caps, laugh my ass off. I love you. <laughs> She's so sweet. Um, and she uh, is from Dothan, Alabama. Um, she's just a sweet little angel baby. Thank you, Erica. You're an angel. Um, all right. I'm trying to, you guys every week too. I'm like, I'm trying to think of a story that I have for you, but like, I don't really have very many left to tell. I mean, there's only so much haunting a girl can go through. By the way, I also received a message from a guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to read this one too, because it's funny if I can find it really quick amongst. Yes, I did. I found it from, uh, oh, what's your first name? I don't know your first name. Last name is Hastings, Jay Hastings. Listen to this fucking message that I got from this guy. <laughs> hey, Marie, really like your podcast. My favorite episode so far is a short update that you did about your phone falling under the bed. Listen, you and everybody else, that was fucking terrifying for me, though. Uh, made me say, hell no. <laughs> I feel bad because every time I listen to a new episode, I'm hoping more creepy stuff ha has happened to you. You probably feel the opposite. Keep the creepy stories coming. Thanks from Portland, Oregon, Jay Hastings. Like for real, man, I don't want more creepy stuff to happen to me. Don't wish that upon me. How rude. <laughs> but seriously, thank you for listening to my podcast. I appreciate it. Please tell your friends. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. So I, I don't, I don't have, I don't think I have any more ghost stories to tell you guys. I'm saving one. There's one very specific one that I would like to save. Um, actually, there's a couple that I would really like to save. One of them is about the time that a demon tormented my friend 
And I really want to tell that one when I have a guest on the show only because the reactions that I get from people when I tell them this story for the first time are the greatest reactions. And I just, I really need to have that. So I'm going to wait until there's somebody who's on this podcast that has never heard the story before. And I can tell them that one. Um, and the other one is one that my friend Leanne told me, my friend Leanne, she used to be my next door neighbor. I used to live in Ottawa, Ontario, and she was my next door neighbor when we went to school and she was very sensitive to spirits and she worked in, uh, she was a PSW. So I'm not exactly sure what kind of residence it was. Um, but she worked with people who had some type, some form of mental illness. Um, and she, um, was spoken to, she was working the night shift. She was in the office by herself and a little girl, like a disembodied voice started talking to her. And I want to tell the story from memory, but I don't want to tell it because I feel like I'm going to get very important details wrong. And I just remember the first time that I heard her tell the story, I was like in shock and awe. And I just want to be able to give that experience to you guys. I've asked her to come on the show, but she has since moved uh, back to her hometown, which is uh, really far away from where I live. It's probably like a 10 hour drive from where I live. So um, I'm thinking I might just ask her to like write it out to me in like a message so I can read it out to you guys because it's honestly one of my favorite ghost stories that I've ever heard. Um, so I don't, unfortunately, I don't think I have a personal one for you guys this week, but, um, I hope that you guys keep writing them in cause I'll keep telling them and, um, I'll keep asking my friends and family if they can give me some, I know a bunch of people that have them and I keep like, like people keep saying to me, I have the best ghost story to tell you, but I'll be like drunk at a party and I'll be like, I can't listen to your ghost story cause I'm going to get it wrong when I go to retell it. Or like, just come on my podcast and tell it yourself. But anyways, whatever. I'll get someone to write me a ghost story or tell me a ghost story. Next week, I'll have one. But I've got enough this this week to um, to suffice for you guys. Like, I've got enough. Okay. So this is Becca's story that she sent in to me. It's a goodie. Um, Becca sent me quite a few, by the way. And Becca, I appreciate that very much. I'm only reading one today. Um, but I'm thinking that like over the next few weeks, I might just like add one of Becca's in randomly because all of them were really good, but I'm going to tell my favorite one that she told me. So she says, let me start. Oh, no, wait, I, that's our... <laughs> okay. That's the other girls. Okay. So she said, okay, this story isn't mine, but an old neighbor's and it kind of affects me. I had two neighbors who were lesbians and didn't have kids. They loved me and my sister and treated us like their own. They would make us Easter baskets, get us Christmas presents, and I loved them. My sister didn't really care too much, but I spent a lot of time with them. One day, I was over at their house and Bonnie, for protection purposes, I'll change her name, was talking to Sam, the other lady's name, I guess, about the light. Sam, please go turn on the bedroom light since you're the only one in this house who can. Bonnie was highly sensitive to spirit and energy and told me the light only works for her because Stephen doesn't like Sam. We walked into the bedroom and I asked who Stephen was and she said, my twin brother who is my guardian angel. 
She told me, Stephen told me that you're sensitive too, and I think you should try the light. So I go in and I flip the switch and it flickers and stayed off. She told me to try again, and I did, and it worked. She then called her mom and Sam in the room, and they both tried, and it stayed off for both of them. She then tells me the story of Stephen. Bonnie was playing with a Ouija board one day and came in contact with a ghost. By the way, guys, bad idea. I don't trust Ouija boards. I'm not into it. I would never let anybody bring a Ouija board into my house or play with a Ouija board in my house. I can't. I don't know how you guys... I, I get it. I get it. It's a toy. You can buy it at Toys R Us, but it's not a fucking toy. That's fucking terrifying, and I'm not into it. I'm not into it. If you're into it, it's fine, but I'm not into it. Um, she asked him what his name was, and the planchette spelled S-T-E-V-E-N. She asked who it was, and it spelled B-R-O-T-H-E-R. And if anyone here is illiterate no shame, uh, that spells Stephen and brother. <laughs> she was confused, but a few days later asked her mother if she had a brother. Her mom's eyes grew wide, and she said, you had a twin brother who died while I was giving birth. Bonnie asked what his name was, and the mother said, Stephen. Bonnie told me that since she's figured out her brother was her guardian angel, she finds dimes everywhere. She finds them in places that they weren't before, and told me Stephen will start leaving me dimes. To this day, I find dimes everywhere. I'll vacuum and find a dime where it wasn't five minutes ago. I'll do laundry and find a dime. I even found a dime at a physical, ther at physical, physical therapy a few days ago. I never find quarters, nickels, or pennies. It's always a dime. And every time I find a dime, I say, thanks, Stephen. And I'm cool with it because, hey, who doesn't love free money? <laughs> Thank you, Becca. I really do love that story. Um, my brother's ex-girlfriend used to have change thrown at her, and she used to say it was her grandpa, I'm pretty sure. It's weird. Like, I don't know what it is about coins, but, yeah, I've heard that from a few people that, like, ghosts will leave them change and shit like that. So, anyways. Um, okay, so this next one is an email that I got today from Cassie. So Cassie, thanks for emailing me today. Um, it says, hi, Marie. First off, great job on the podcast. I got started on it several weeks ago and have been hooked ever since. I have a whole bunch of creepy stories for you, too. I'm one of those people who have always been sensitive to vibes places give off. And I've always had feelings of deja vu that turned out to be, to be precursors to some weird shit. I'll give you two examples today, and if you like them, feel free to use them and ask for more. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm not kidding you guys when I say if you have creepy stories, send me them, send me them in bulk. I will save them to my computer. Like, I will read them all. Uh, so I guess we should first talk about when I was first learning to talk. So like one to two year old, one to two years old. I used to talk about my other family. This would really freak my mom out because I tell her how much nicer, nicer she was than my other mom. It gets creepier, though. There was one time when I was with my mom and grandma and the young son of one of my grandma's friends. I refused to be around this boy. I wouldn't sit next to him in the car or even walk by him. When my mom asked what was wrong, I told her that he had hurt me when I lived with my other family. 
Suffice to say, my mom was a bit creeped. Now I don't remember much of this time, but I apparently talked about my other family for three or four years. I still have recurring nightmares that I've had since that time period, and I think that it's all tied in together. Can you write me your nightmares? I actually want to know them. I'm going to email you back. I'll hit reply as soon as I'm done this podcast and ask you to email me the nightmares because I'm super interested in that. And I think that one of the guests that I'm having on soon, we're going to be talking about visitation dreams and that would be a good one for me to read on that episode. So please send me them. Uh, Now for the ghost story. The story starts long before I was born. My mom's parents got divorced when she was about 10. Before the divorce was finalized, my grandpa started dating this woman who would become my mom's stepmother and my grandma in every sense of the word. She was the greatest person in the world and I was closer to her than my mom's birth mother. When they decided to move in together, they bought a house that had a bit of a history. By the way, I didn't know about this history until I was 17 and my grandma had passed away. The previous owners were a man and a woman. The man cheated on the woman and asked for a divorce. The woman, distraught, shot and killed herself in the downstairs portion of a bi-level home. I don't know if they have bi-levels in Canada, but the architectural setup is important. This type of house has an entryway that is on the ground level, then stairs that go down a half level so it's almost like a basement, and stairs that go up one level, like a second story. We have bi-levels, just so you know, but thank you for the explanation in case there are people listening that don't know what they are. Um, My grandpa experienced all sorts of activities in that home. He was pushed down the stairs, repeatedly tripped over a rug, so often that they nailed it to the floor and he would still trip over it. Uh, No one else ever experienced anything but a creepy vibe until I came along. I was always terrified of that house. My earliest memory of that house is being tucked into bed and just being scared witless to fall asleep. For a couple of years, all I had was just this constant fear. Then, when I was six years old, my grandpa passed away in that house. He had lost a battle with lung cancer and died in comfort in his bed thanks to home hospice. A couple of months after he died, I had woken up early and was playing in my bedroom when I stayed at their house. I saw a black-haired woman walk past and head down the stairs. I hurriedly got up and thought, great, grandma is up, I can go downstairs and watch TV. It was the early 90s and a Saturday, yet the house creeped me out so much that even the lure of cartoons couldn't get me to go downstairs by myself. With my grandma up though, I was safe. As I head downstairs, I was far enough behind the woman that I saw her head through the kitchen into the back hallway, which was honestly the creepiest part of the whole house. More to come on that later. I set myself up to watch cartoons. I can see the front door, the back hallway, and the stairs from my position. About five minutes into my cartoons, my grandma comes downstairs. I'm dumbfounded. She didn't walk past me to go back upstairs and didn't walk out the back door and then in the front. I mean, it was like February in Michigan. No no sane person goes outside to avoid walking past their grandkid. After that day, I saw the woman many more times. She was similar looking to my grandma, same build and hair color, but her face was insane. I'm interested. I need you to elaborate on the insane face because (laughs) you didn't. And I really want to know what you mean by that. Her face was insane. (laughs) I'm the only person to have actually seen her to my knowledge. On Halloween of 2005, my grandma passed away of a heart attack in the house. I'm sorry. When we went up for the funeral, I was 17 and my older brother was 21. 
I had to use the bathroom and was so terrified of the house I made him go upstairs with me. When we got back downstairs, everyone wanted to know why I insisted on not going upstairs by myself. That's when I told them all of the story. I had told my brother a couple of years before, so he knew. That's when I found out the woman's backstory and the reason why she was so connected to me. She had been pregnant with a baby girl when she shot herself. When I was born, I guess the vibe that there was something else in the house ratcheted up a level and the attacks on my grandpa increased. Sorry that was long. I tried to be as detailed as possible and I hope it made sense. Let me know if you want to hear some more. I do. Keep up the great show. I got scared when you thought of canceling it. All the best, Cassie. Cassie, my sweet baby angel, thank you so much for this awesome email. It was good. This story is amazing. Perfect story. Absolutely. You told it perfectly. Um, so thank you for that. And um, yes, please tell me about your nightmares. Tell me about this woman's insane face. I'm going to email you as soon as I'm done recording this podcast. All right, Houston, are you ready for your hometown haunt? This Oh, which one am I going to start with? You know what? I'm going to start with the, mo the most haunted place in downtown Houston. Um, and we'll finish it off with the Texas family um, that moved out of their house. So the most haunted place in downtown Houston. Can you guys guess where it is? I bet you guys know where it is. It's the Spaghetti Warehouse at 901 Commerce. So this place similar to that pizza restaurant that I talked about, Old Town Pizza, um, became a restaurant in 1974. The building uh, had a long and varied life before that. Uh, it was built in 1912. It was the site of a fruit and vegetable warehouse and later a pharmaceutical company before um, it became a restaurant. So as the story goes, a young pharmacist died after falling down the elevator sh shaft. Does this sound familiar, anybody? Because Chicago, or the, the pizza, Old Town Pizza, I think it was in Chicago, that one. Same thing. The girl fell down the elevator shaft. Why do people keep falling down elevator shafts? Anyways, I digress. The pharmacist's wife was so distraught that she died less than a year later. The pair of ghosts are now set to haunt the building. Some people that eat there have seen floating objects. Employees uh, have strange sightings on the second floor, which is usually open for parties. And they hear their name called a lot when no one else is around. Um, and apparently the male spirit hangs out in one of the restrooms. Um, the number of ghosts increases depending on who you talk to. Sometimes there are child ghosts that can be heard running around the building. Uh, the owners of the restaurant have it, uh, they, they've outfitted it with a lot of antiques. Um, so some people believe that Spirits uh, become imprinted on an item and they follow it around wherever it goes. So it could be that a lot of the spirits that are there currently aren't actually um, people who died in that building. They're people who are imprinted on these items. Um, employees will either get used to the building or they'll find work elsewhere. They don't uh, stick around. Um, and yeah, one employee told a Houston press reporter in 2009 that her shoelaces frequently came untied for some reason when she would work upstairs. Uh, it might get dangerous when you're waiting on a large dinner party. Others are dismissive and say that it's a marketing tool looking to drum up business. Um, and then what I did was I actually went on Facebook and I like just looked up this, um, 
I looked up this um, restaurant on Facebook and just wanted to see if anybody had um, written anything about the ghosts. And one woman had written a comment, my mom worked at the spaghetti warehouse for years and would tell me about the ghosts. One time she was carrying a tray of food and a cucumber slice flew out of the salad. She would also hear her name being called and would turn around and nobody would be there. And then um, uh, one of the servers commented on it and said, a lot of us would hear our name being called when no one was around when I worked there. The basement has the most activity. I thought it was fun, LOL. Okay, fun, sure. Okay, anyways. Yeah, so, um, oh, and I think I found another one about this. Yeah, another woman had commented, um, my husband and my son went into the bathroom one day and said the faucet turned on when they were standing there. The faucets have handles and someone had to turn them on. My son was only five at the time and he was hysterical because the faucet turned on full bore while they were standing there and no one had touched it. We've gone back since, but my son refuses to use the bathroom there. Spaghetti Warehouse, Houston, if I'm ever in town, you know where I'm going. Oh, and there's a picture apparently. So if you look up this um, Spaghetti Warehouse in Houston and just type in haunted, you'll find one of the first articles there's like a picture that I guess the manager or the owner or somebody had posted. And if you zoom in um, behind the girl that's standing on the left of the photo, you can see a face and they said it's the woman that haunts the building. All right. This one. Houston. Family flees haunted home. Paranormal investigators find evidence of ghostly spirits. So in Houston, Texas, a resident named Angela Rhodes fled her home and refuses to enter the haunted house, even during daylight hours. The home, which is located in the northeast section of Houston, was inherited from her parents after their death. They both died in the home. Inside the home, she claims that she hears ghostly children running in the hallway. Um, no kids lived in or around the house at that time. She's seen eerie glowing flames burning in the bathroom. They were flames that didn't burn anything, but you could see and smell them. And she consistently felt an evil force compelling her to look out of a window in the den. Um, but she refused to look through it because she was afraid of what she might see. Um, after being unable to deal with the ghostly spirits, she left the home and she allowed her family friends to move in. The friends, who are the current residents of the home, noticed uh, odd things that had happened in and around the house. They claim to have experienced a window screen detaching from the window and being thrown at one of the family members, and she had suffered minor injuries on her arm as a result of this. They also say that they've heard mysterious voices and they've seen a glass levitate floating from a microwave oven to a kitchen sink located across the room. Uh, one of the terrified residents told the local news Clearly, if a cup is flying off the middle of a microwave, there's something telling us to leave. As with Angela Rhodes, the spirit activity became too much for them to endure, and they too left the home. They left it vacant and back in Amanda Rhodes' hands. Uh, in response, Rhodes called in ordained priests to bless the home. After two rounds of blessings, the spirits, they, were, they stayed, they didn't leave. Um, 
She was desperate and anxious for answers, so she called in paranormal investigators from the other side, Paranormal Investigators, and Pasadena Ghost Research Society. For over three hours, investigators from the two organizations conducted paranormal studies inside of the home. During their stay, they captured ghostly sounds on audio, including a woman's voice very clearly responding to questions, a deep-sounding man's voice, and the sound of doors opening and closing by themselves. Nobody else was inside the home during the investigation. The investigators also captured on several, fra several frames of film glowing orbs in the backyard, a strange glowing mist on the vacant lot next to the home, and the image of an apparition moving down a, apparition moving down a hallway. Uh, one of the families has agreed to move back into the home and have noted that they are still experiencing a ghostly present, present, present in the home. Oh my god, my dog just scared the shit out of me. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear her jump and run away? Oh my god, right at the end. Abby, she was just chasing the little foster cat because the foster was like playing around with her. But my god, that freaked the hell out of me. Jeez. Well, what a great way to end it. I mean... <laughs> Um, that's it, you guys. I'm done. I did it all. So I did all my stories. I don't have any more for you tonight. Um, hopefully I'm back next week. I don't know when. I mean, it is Christmas coming up. So I don't know. Wish me luck. I mean, like, send me lots of good thoughts since I'm going to be here alone, terrified out of my mind. Um, if you have a spooky ghost story, I obviously want to hear it. Be cool like Cassie and Erica and Becca and email me or send me an Instagram message or a message on Twitter. I love hearing them. I obviously want to know about them. Um, or you know what else would be cool? Send me a voice recording. Tell me your story. I'll play it. You guys are awesome. Of course I will. Um, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at Splendora underscore. And um, tell your friends about me. If you want to hear a cool hometown haunting, tell your friends. Get them to listen. And if you guys listen to me the most, I'll tell a story from your hometown. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. I obviously um, need those to move up the charts. Currently, when you search paranormal on uh, the IT or the podcast app, it is the first result that pops up. So. Thank you to everyone who has uh, rated, reviewed, and subscribed to the podcast. Um, but I want you to, to do it more. I want more people to rate, review, and subscribe. And please, only five-star reviews. I will not accept anything more. No, I'm just kidding. If you hate me, you can tell me. Just remember that I have a very fragile ego. Okay, cool. Well, great, great episode, guys. Thanks for writing in. Um, I'll catch up with you maybe next week, later on in the week after Christmas. If not, have an awesome holiday, whatever you celebrate. Happy New Year and uh, stay spooky. Bye.